Good evening, Monadnock Region, and welcome to this episode of Go Mo Tonight. I'm Chris DiLoretto, your host, and I'm here in the Space Lounge with my co-hosts. Zoe Roten-Heinzman. And Sam Abbott. And we're here coming to you. We're, we're recording this on Thursday the 18th, but of course, by the time you listen to this, it is going to be well into the Thanksgiving holiday week. So happy holiday week for everybody. Um, I hope you're having a good time. We're going to talk a bunch about the holiday itself throughout this episode. But first, we need to talk about the history that was made this week right here in Peterborough. What, 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 what's going on? For, for, for anyone who's living under a rock and doesn't know, what, what did you miss this week? It, it was a big day for Peterborough. It was Crete Day, as, as I heard it called. Crete Bridge Day, poor, poor, poor day, some people say. <laughs> Bridgemas. Bridgemas. Yes, we should call it Bridgemas. I like that. Bridgemas. That's the, yeah, what day was it? The 16th? 11-16th from now on. Every year we celebrate Bridgemas. <laughs> the, day, yeah. the day that the concrete was poured on our brand new bridge. Yes. Our brand new old bridge in Peterborough. And we were there. We were there reporting, Chris and I. Uh, like Peter Jennings on 9-11. We, it was exactly like that. We got to witness the these big what, elephant tusks was the technical term. Full, you know, pouring the concrete. Yeah, the elephant tusk attached to the bridgerator. Yes. We did we did not get the technical terms of all the all the apparatus used, but there was there was a lot <laughs> going on. We don't have the budget for a highly technical reporting team, mainly because we're still saving up for the legal team that is a much higher priority. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> legal team 2022 bridge, you know, technical experts. tech experts on bridges and other construction items. 2023. 2023. You know it. Yeah. You know it. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, it was kind of interesting and they did, um, you know, this all started, we, we talked about this in the last episode, of course, because it was it was in the paper. There were some great quotes about how it was going to look like a bridge at the end. Um, we were going to be able to see an arch shape, um, you know, but the the just the whole interesting um, concept in general, though, of the fact that it was, I mean, how many? It was like upwards of, I don't know, it was like between 60 and 100 trucks throughout a 12-hour a period, right? Of, yeah. Of, Concrete. 68 was maybe the final count I saw somewhere. Yeah, that's not, that sounds right. And so these Carroll concrete trucks were coming in from both directions. They were coming in on Granite Street up above, and they were coming in down Main Street down below, and they would just converge. And they, they had what we call bridgerators are these long poles that have cement flowing through them. And at the end, it really did look like an elephant's tusk. They were even the right color. They were these gray tubes that were bendy and they were literally just like puking out concrete into this like green rebar that apparently has been there for a long time, but I've never seen. Um, and pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess it looked like they just filled up the bridge. There's like some of the stones there. I mean, Seth promised that we would be able to see the arch and, you know, we, we keep joking about this. I think that the arch, shape was has been visible for a while i'm not sure if the <laughs> I concrete thought so itself I yeah I, good point i i feel like it. i've seen the arch before yeah yeah true but but now it's but a really we, solid we it arch. Video. yeah but we have it on video that it it's definitely there now yes whatever it may have been last week no one can say <laughs> <laughs> but it's like there's this this whole like matrix of rebar and i guess they just just filled in that form. Like the whole thing is concrete. It's not just a, it's not just a surface layer. Right. Which I didn't really realize. Correct. No, I think you're right. It's a, it's a, it's a fucking hunk of concrete. Is there a bottom on the, I, I saw the rebar. I actually had the bird's eye view the other day in the top of Bellows Nichols looking down from the glass, oh, cool. little glass, little office area where I had lunch with Tim. And um, it, it looked like the rebar was just that bar you know and so does it they pour it in i mean theoretically it could go through into the river i mean maybe i'm simple-minded but is there like a bottom it's a great question i'm as simple-minded as you are i yeah, I, I don't know you know it doesn't that seem like i mean the rebar was like 
bar. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, yeah, know? I know exactly, exactly. So I would think it would have to land on something, otherwise it would just like goop on down, you know? Because right. I mean, it's, yeah, I, would think so. I mean, I, I think it's that probably, right? No, yeah, That's no. Insane. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, no way. <laughs> especially if you, especially if you saw like how, like liquidy it was coming liquid out. You know was, what I mean? Like this, yeah. this was not drying oh. anytime soon. This is, this is, yeah, yeah, right. Instant. It's a fridge. <laughs> Drive on it tomorrow. Which, but by the way, when is, good. When does when does it open? It doesn't next open month. For a while, it, right? it really is it, soon. It no, is it's next month. One okay. lane. Yeah, no, I think one the lane. the um the second lane will come later but i'm pretty sure that like basically the second lane happens um at like the two-year mark like it's like okay. they've they as far as i can tell they've like never deviated from their stated schedule on this which i have to hand it to them on i mean everybody gives them so much shit about everything but like construction projects never stay on budget and end on time you know what i'm saying like um i mean it's easier in small towns than in cities you know where there's all there's like so many layers of weird corruption and shit that goes on with these massive projects and the projects are bigger too right and they involve more contractors and like more there, there's just more of everybody and there's so many different ways for everybody to like stick their hands in and like you know fuck shit up or like drag their feet or like you know let the costs over so obviously the expectations should be a little bit higher in a small town than in a, in a municipality. But nonetheless, the fact that they are legitimately pulling this off uh, within time and um, no change in budget, even after, you know, the state dumped a rig in the water and they had like three floods or whatever. Right. Um, uh, it's pretty amazing. I think, I, I think that all of these people deserve some a nice round of applause um for yeah. for keeping it together that's good project management hmm. i heard a rumor once before it all started that a lot of the and it's probably wrong i mean these things usually are but that a lot of the reason for wanting to rebuild the bridge the historic bridge that they were like not the reason obviously the structural integrity was the reason i would i would think but that they were gonna yeah take each stone from the original bridge and, and then in fact, use the same stones to rebuild the bridge. But it sounds like it's just fucking concrete bridge now. No, 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 no. They did. Okay. They, the, they did. Okay. Use them, the, the stones, stones are there. Yeah. I think, I think I might've mentioned that last week that, that they oh, numbered they're numbered. Yeah. They yeah. Numbered. Yeah. Most they're expensive like, way you could possibly do it, but that's, so they did do it though. They did yep. it. And like the same stones are in the same spot, except for the ones I saw that were flipped. Which yeah. I keep so saying I'm going to try to forget about, but, you know, it's going to bother me <laughs> for the rest of my life. <laughs> but the, the stones, though, Sam, like, as I understand it, like, I'm pretty sure the stones are essentially like a facade, though. Like, I don't yeah, think okay. the stones are structural, which is gotcha. why this meant is so critical. Right, right. Um, Were they you know, before? I don't think so. Even then, really? The stones weren't. Somebody before. who knows about bridge, like, actual bridge engineering is going to listen to this and be so mad at everything we're saying. <laughs> Well, fuck. That. I mean, I, I'm that no, I'm pretty. Engineer. Yeah, I mean, I'm no, I'm. I mean, I'm pretty positive oh, no. because, like, no, because, like, um, because I remember the hearings where they talked about the old bridge and why yeah. it needed and why it had been on like the state's red list for like 25 years or something insane like that. Um, oh, wow. Uh, the the what they showed us was the structure underneath and how the concrete was falling out and you could see rebar. So I'm pretty oh, sure that that no. structural rebar and concrete thing was true before. I think it's the same kind of bridge as it was before. Okay. And I don't think the stones are holding anything up. I think the concrete is holding, I think there's like concrete holding the stones in place so that it looks good. Yeah. Was the, were the stones be ever like part of it like were they ever an important part how long you know what i mean like their historic well, so i mean i i think that that bridge was built in like the 50s or 60s right okay it's entirely right. possible that before that there could have been a true stone bridge or something you know what i mean or something like yeah. that i right. wouldn't be okay. surprised 
Um, there had to have been a bridge there, even then. Right? Exactly. There was a bridge of some kind there. Yeah. Um, but what was it for? So I said something that um, is going to provoke a, a little mini rant from myself. Um, oh, that nice. I just want to That I just want to point out. Since again, um, this is a this is a point that I, I want to make, and just like with last week's episode, we allowed me like a little a little mini rant because I hadn't actually pissed anybody off, and there wasn't actually a controversial thing. Same is true this week. I don't think I I don't think I really made anybody mad um, this week. Honestly, um, I took it easy. But one one point of contention though that that keeps coming up is the taxes. Okay, and you know the asset, and you know because of course we we went through this last week. The assessments and everybody thinks the town's stealing money from them, and like all of these things, and like. But I want to talk about something else, some a different aspect of this of this whole issue, and this is going to sound callous. I don't mean it to be. I don't mean it to be mean. It's not that I don't have empathy. I just am am sharing facts about like the way the way things are going to go. And then I want to talk a little bit about why, because it's related to the bridge. And that's to say when I, when I, and I do, I feel bad. I don't it, like, if this is really true for people and I imagine in some cases it is, I think most people are exaggerating and being dramatic. And I will say that publicly, but I'm sure it's true for some, but I keep hearing this whole, like we're going to have to leave town because the taxes are going up so much. This is a common thing that people are saying. We're going to have to leave town. We're, we are going to be priced right out of town and all this stuff. And again, like, again, I'm not trying to be cruel. I'm not trying to say that everyone has the same level of financial security, etc. All right. Even though this is a wealthier than average town in a, in a wealthier than average region in general. Okay. Let's be clear about what we're talking about here. Um, for people who don't own a massive, massive house, at most, even in a bad year with a property tax increase, you're talking about a few hundred dollars over the course of the year, not like every month. You know, like say, at, compare that to say heating costs this winter, where people really are going to have hundreds of dollars of increases per month um, in in this region. Um, that's a big deal. Okay. That is going to hurt people, you know? Um, but you know, if you own a home or even if you're a renter and your landlord's going to take the rent up a little bit, right. And, and we're talking about a few hundred dollars over the entire course of the year. Um, the, 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 the difficult truth here is that I think that if that few hundred dollars over the course of the year is enough to truly, push you out of this town, you are going to be pushed out of this town in the next half decade or decade. Like it's, that's going to happen. Frankly, if I'm being completely, if we can just be completely blunt about it all, if that is your case and you own your own home, sell it, sell it now, sell it right now. The market is doing great. You can make a boatload of money and if that level of tax increases is more than you can afford, you are not going to be able to afford to stay here. It's not going to happen um, because the taxes are going to go up. They're not going to go up because of the $2.3 million that Karen Hatcher took to Vermont with her. That's not why. Okay. They're going to go up because like 10 million little bills like this downtown bridge are all going to come due at the same time. And we have to pay for those bridges. We, 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 we need them. We have to drive over them. Like we have to drive not into the water. Like we have, we have to fix these things. Right. And, um, and even when it comes to things like um, aging buildings, you know, like there's going to be a big debate in Peterborough about like the, the, um, the fire department and the public works and how they, they need all of these things. And I think it's fair and totally healthy to debate about what exactly that looks like, how much we're willing to spend all of that stuff. Right. But the money's going to have to be spent at some point really soon because we don't actually want like our fire department to be in a collapsing building that can't house their vehicles, you know, um, because we want a well-functioning fire department that will 
put the fires out and everything else that we ask of them, right? Okay, but the, the bridges, it, it's all the same issue. All of these bills are coming due for the same reason, but I think the bridges are a better example because there's less to argue about there. But the reason for this, and I'm sorry because I'm talking to the majority of people who live in this region, and I don't like the whole like boomers suck thing, you know, because I think it's overblown and all this stuff. But in this regard, boomers suck, and this is the boomers' fault. And, and it's the boomers' fault because they have been in a position of more or less controlling society for about 30 years. And it's during that 30-year period of time that, for example, things like the Main Street Bridge, which were supposed to be replaced 30 years ago, started coming up. And they were like, eh, we'll deal with it later. 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 And that's how one of the most critical bridges in the entire town of Peterborough goes 25 years on the state's danger bridge list, right? Is because people just say, well, we don't want the tax increase this year. We don't want it this year. We don't want it this year. And you know what? Baby boomers did this their entire adult lives. And us, unfortunately, we're going to have to raise the taxes and pay the taxes and build the new bridges because they're all rotted now. Um, this is true across America. It's going to cause lots of problems, maybe bigger problems than we like to think. But on a local level, taxes are going up. They're going up for the foreseeable future. There's nothing you can do. Um, prepare for that eventuality. Place the blame where it goes. It's not the town's fault. It's an entire generation of people who had it very, very easy and now want us to like admire them and like take their advice or something um, for reasons that really bother me. Because um, I don't know. You gotta you gotta qualify for that beyond simply surviving to sixty seven or whatever. Um, no offense, ageism, but whatever. Um, just saying. They did this, though. People make choices. People make decisions, and they made them. And that's why our taxes are going to go up for the next 10 years. So if you can't afford it, maybe you should contact Sam. Sam can help you call sell your me. house. Sam can help you sell me. your house. It's a great time in the market to do this. Um, you will make a boatload of money instead of staying here and losing a bunch of money because you can't afford the taxes. Again, I think most people who are complaining just don't want to pay the taxes but can. I don't want to pay the taxes either, you know, um, but we'll figure it out. I don't want to pay the higher oil prices either, but like I want a warm home, you know, um, and so we get we have to pay for these things and it sucks. And But that's honestly, that's what's really going to kill people is not the taxes. It's like eating. Um, and um, and maybe in a future episode, we'll cover how we can help people with heating costs, because that to me does seem like an area that ought to have um, some local community um, support behind it. If, if there isn't, I'm sure there's a program that exists um, and it should be supported. And if there isn't one, um, somebody should make one. But we'll, we'll talk about that when we know what the fuck we're talking about. Um, instead, of <laughs> there. instead, we'll just stick with bridges, which we are experts on. We know yeah. about the bridges. We, get, we need to replace them and we need to pay for them. And we're going to have to fucking suck it up. And just pay for it. It's gonna suck, but like I'm like if you're a millennial, um, this is gonna be your life. So like, just prep for it. Like we're gonna be we're gonna we're the ones who are gonna pay a lot of bills. Um, at, that our predecessors racked up, and that's that's the way it is. Um, uh, harsh truths. But anyways, one bridge down. We got one bridge taken care of. Um, Another oops. underway. Four more to go. Another yeah. underway. Fortunately, the state's paying for that one, so um, it's not yeah. not property tax funded. But yep. state's paying for that one, but it's definitely we can complain about it because we can absolutely yeah. complain about it. We can complain about it more yeah. when it's a state job. Um, I, I saw no. there's people who are really mad that they cut down the trees to so that they could you know get their machines. That's what in. Lindsay, Lindsay said today. She's like, "What happened uh, to all the trees? We drove into town. We're like, oh man. So that's what's going on there. They're fixing." They're getting ready there, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even bridge, notice the like trees. the whole the whole stretch in there. Wow, huh? 
Yeah, was she mad about the trees being cut down, or well, just she, like noticed she it? noticed it? She's like, I mean, she, I don't know if she was mad, but it was yeah. uh, maybe she was a little unsettled. I suppose you could say. But gotcha. <laughs> well, there's, there's just like there's like a certain group of people that is mad anytime a tree loses its life. Like all yeah. all tree lives are sacred, and trees are never to be cut down right, for any right, reason. Right. Yeah, didn't know if she was one of those. I don't think so. No, I mean she wasn't. She wasn't thrilled, but you know, again, I mean, it was more like, why, why the hell did they cut all the trees down? I'm like, honey, I have no fucking idea, you know. But here I am, Thursday night, and this is I told her. I literally told her this. I said, I have no idea. I should know. I'm probably the guy that should know. But tonight, I'll probably learn because this is where I get my news. I get my news here. And, and hopefully, that's true with lots of people, and that that number only grows. Yeah. Be like me, you know. I don't read the paper. It is too bad that Peterborough doesn't have a public access channel, um, like oh, on like a like a good cable access channel, like Keen oh, does. Like, you know, Keen has big fights over theirs, and they like disbanded it like a year ago, and they're like trying to like put it back together. Um, yeah, it's crazy because like they had this um the the um <laughs> we're gonna have to look this up see if we had jimmy the producer or whatever i'd be like hey call up the details on the keen cable vision dispute or whatever um we'll have to talk about this at more length in a different episode but like basically though it's it's like this power sharing agreement between like the town or the city the city of keen and like two or three surrounding towns who have sort of like partial stake in the in the station and then maybe the cable company, there's like a, there's like all these like weird stakeholders and the way the corporate structure was like some of the stakeholders got pissed and like blew it up. Um, and oh, wow. basically like eventually like sh shut it just like the operations just totally shut down. Um, I'm not saying I want that kind of drama. I think we could potentially avoid that though, but I don't know why we don't get that. You know, I don't know. Mm. Like, like when I was growing up again, maybe this is one of those things like, um, trash pickup that like i just thought was part of civilization but like isn't but like there was a townsend channel there was a channel for all the towns and most of the time the channel didn't air anything it was still like the color bars you know you'd see yeah. color bars yeah and yeah. then as we got older it would be like color bars with like text they would put like a nat like town announcements on the text over the color bars you know yeah um, but like select board meetings and like all those <laughs> things i know we have that like Ustream channel 22 or whatever but like no one knows what the fuck that is. Sorry, town, you know, Ustream. What the fuck is Ustream? Why is why do we have that? Can we do something else? Can we go on the cable company? I don't know. Um, Ustream. I don't I still don't understand that. I've never looked at it, I don't think, because it's mystifying. So I'm I'm not as I'm not as fast as Jimmy would have been getting all the <laughs> all the history here, but there is an article from just a few days ago that says yeah. that they're they're looking for public input there's a survey until november 30th um oh, to cool. find out if they should if keen should uh create a new public access channel so they're trying mm. to decide if they should make a new one so yeah. keen residents yep. should get in on that they yeah. should yeah i i was told back in the day that um if you were willing to like go into the studio and like film something like you could have a show like it was like right. pretty easy in even in Keene, which is nominally a city, um, <laughs> you could just sort of stroll in there and like put content out there, which I think is neat. I think that's good. I think it, that was always a dream of mine to do when I was a kid. Yeah, just seemed yeah. so fun. So um, many possibilities, you yeah. know. Yeah, just have you your own you show think? about something weird. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You're like my I lizard like show or whatever. Idea. What, one last shame I'll mention about the Keen public access channel is, so imagine this, right? Um, <laughs> so there was one time in 2017 that I asked Barack Obama a question. Motherfucker lied to me. In fact, he, he, started the, he started the answer to my question off by saying, I will tell the truth. He was a liar. Everything he said was bullshit. But he was at Keen State, and I was there with Seth. I was there with Seth and his mother um, because his dad at the time was the city manager of Keene. So we had like sweet seats on the floor um, for Barack Obama at Keene State. And, um, and I had prepared this question all day long. And 
you know, I raise my hand and like, you know, Barack Obama's like looking in the crowd and I see him look at me and he kind of, he's like, you know, maybe I can find somebody better. And then he apparently, <laughs> didn't, he apparently didn't find somebody better because he came back to me. He's like, you in the back. And, um, you know, so I asked him this question, it's something like, um, I don't know, like in the last, I was, you know, it was an anti-Bush question basically, but it was like, you know, we have lost credibility in the eyes of the world in the last eight years, the eyes of the world and our own citizens on like poverty, war, the environment, something else. You know, I was like, what will you do to, to restore integrity to the presidency? And he was like, I will tell the truth. And then he went on for like seven more minutes about like, you know, closing Guantanamo and like doing like all this. It was like, I'm telling you, if we had the audio from this or the video from this, you would find like eight different lies that Barack Obama said to me personally 14 <laughs> years ago. Um, however, there is no record of this. And, and here was the other funny thing. It was like a lot of people that I worked with at the time, they, the reason I brought this up in this discussion was they saw me ask this question on TV because they were watching the Keen Local Access Channel, which was covering it um, start to finish live. Um, and... A few years after, it wasn't even that long after, it was probably 2012 or something like that. I wrote to them and I was like, hey, can I get a copy of that footage? And they were like, you know what sucks? And they're like, we misplaced that. They're like, I know, it's kind of one of the more historic things that we have on video, um, but it's gone. It's a bummer. And I was like, yeah, I was like, how do you lose that? You know? Um <laughs> So I hope that, you know, whoever's out there listening, keen people, if you're going to put in public comment, make it a prerequisite uh, of the new station that you develop that they don't lose, like, the best video that they have somehow. I don't know. Keep backups? Like, what the fuck? Um, so, yeah, there's no... <laughs> Seth can tell you, though, he was there. Um, there's a couple other people who were witnesses. You know, it's funny. Kelly might have been there at the time. I think she was in the crowd because she was at Keen State at the time. We didn't know each other, of course. I had another buddy um, from Townsend who was um, at Keene State. He was there. He remembered. He was like, eh. he, he's one of, um, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Wicks, Zoe, right? Yeah. Um, he's, he's one of Kevin's buddies. And so he was like, eh, it's DC talking to Barack Obama. You know, like a lot of people witnessed this, but there's no record of it anywhere. Uh, but I always claim, like, Obama lied to me, to, to me, you know? I got a personal grievance that guy um luckily anyway. our uh, our bridge coverage footage will never be lost no it, won't. it never will and we took we, there was also i think we took we haven't posted them yet but i think we took some really nice still photographs of this as well and it really brought us to um a con maybe not a conclusion but like a little bit of an idea which is that you know the last thing we want to do is to like compete you know with like jeff settles you know and Ben Conant, like we want them to have the calendar wars between them without us getting involved. If anybody's going to arbitrate the, the calendar wars, it needs to be Steve Lepofsky. Okay. But um, it did make me wonder if we should make like a construction of Peterborough calendar, you know, like, <laughs> like we, all the dramatic construction pictures. Dramatic construction. And then we go back and include your like topless axe picture. That we talked yeah. about before. <laughs> yeah. right. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So somehow that we got to like broaden the theme. Just like <laughs> masculine action of Peterborough. Masculine action. Yeah. Big trucks and axes with shirts off. <laughs> see, see, but then we're definitely competing with Jeff and Ben. Right, you know, I mean, they, they, we don't, we, you know, these, we, this is kind of their. I don't know. It's, it's kind of their yeah, turn. I, I don't know. I think I think that like the calendar market's going to expand. I saw somebody talking about uh, how there should be a calendar of like pictures of cars parked the wrong way on the street. So oh, I think funny. the market is expanding anyway. People who really want to support local people are going to end up with a calendar in every room of the house with pictures of things that they can see by driving around town. <laughs> Um, it's going to be. I, I love the future I'm seeing here. I love it. I love it. Well, I mean, I kid. I'm. I'm really not disparaging. I, I have bought Ben Conant calendars um, before, and I haven't. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. But I am. 
Jeff Settles just got another 160 calendars um, as like a second order. This dude must be selling these things hand over fist here. I am tempted to go get one. Um, you know, Jeff has won me over over the years um, with his almost daily um, special glimpses of town. Um, it's it's very great. Um, so, and I did get to you know. It, um, he, to my knowledge, hasn't done a calendar yet, but I did. I was last Friday night. I was at the main Celtics game um, in Portland, and I was like taking pictures of some basketball players, and I'm like, I'm like zooming in, and I'm like trying to get like two of them like jumping up next to each other. I'm like, I'm like, I'm Steve Apofsky, you know. <laughs> he's got that. If the, those of you don't know, he's got he took like a really famous like uh, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson picture. Um, okay, back in the day. Um, and that, and that's why, and that's why for those of you who don't get the joke, that's why I'm always saying like, he's like the godfather of the photographers. Like he's going to like settle the disputes between the young upstarts, Jeff and Ben and everything, because like this dude has some real credits that like national people might recognize, you know, if you're like a Larry Bird fan. He, he was the one who yeah. had the drone out there at the bridge too. Like, he- uh, I'm not surprised. I know because yeah. he's done the drone thing before. But we captured, so we have coverage in our coverage of right. um, Steve Lepofsky's drone. Um, it's like double in, history, yeah. layers of yeah. history. We will be sure um, to link to that coverage in the notes to the episode um, if you haven't seen them already because they are riveting. There was we did a kind of a a midday and a a late like a a closing down we 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 covered the some of the final tarps being laid over the concrete at 6 p.m. very dramatic very historic and on that note this is a great time to talk about an opportunity beyond driving over a new bridge that we can offer to people to businesses to artists to writers to people having events to people who have a service or a product in this region that they would like to get out there. This is the part of the episode where you could have a sponsored feature read in this persuasive, dare I say, seductive tone by none other than myself and, and put in my own words so that you know uh, that the, the listeners of this program are hearing a sincere, honest, firsthand recommendation for whatever it is that you have paid me money to say. Um, it's, you know, it's funny how marketing works because we can, we can even tell people that that's what they're doing, but it's still going to work right. And this is your opportunity to manipulate the public in that fashion. Last week, we were sponsored by artist Brandy Patterson, who saw a noticeable lift to her website traffic. She loved the, the promo. We actually, she has a week booked already. So there's people booking up the future, you know, her artist open studio is on it's in manchester on um the 12th december 11th december 11th um so the week before that she's already got booked you know and um in fact this is the only episode so if you want to get uh ad spot into this podcast before christmas you need to contact us right away because this is happening and you know we do have um when you're talking about local micro-targeted advertising, what we're talking about is a small number of people hearing this, but a high value among that audience. Among that, you know, dozens to hundreds of people that are exposed to your message, almost all of them are getting the message, are exposed to it truly, are engaged with it fully. And that's something that you can't get in the paper. You can't get that with Facebook advertising. You can't get that anywhere else. But we can provide it for you. And we already are the several satisfied folks who have been involved here. So just a friendly reminder there, um, we do have openings before Christmas, but only if you act today. Now, um, before we get to the holiday of Thanksgiving itself, let's just... um, I believe we have another disruption. Um, and, I, and I hate to be so Peterborough-centric all the time. I mean, Sam's not even in this town. Um, he's over the mountain. We, if you are from one of the other towns and would like us to talk about things related, especially um, very interesting, controversial, um, or civic-minded um, 
society importance type things in your town that you want us to talk about, you you know, we would like to either have you on the show or we would at the very least like to hear from you and hear what you would like us to talk about. We're very interested. But until that day, we can only talk about what we know. And what we know is that we've got changes coming in December to Peterborough Waste Management. Tell us about that, Zoe. So in a few weeks, we are going to run out of the small blue trash bags and we are going to be forced to use yellow ones for a while. The large ones I heard are staying blue, but the small ones will be yellow due to supply chain issues. Yeah. I was going to say, what's the reason for this global supply chain issues? I've already seen at least one or two people conspiracy theorizing about this. I think I find that interesting. In fact, I almost commend your efforts if you want to find something nefarious. <laughs> I, I, applaud, I applaud you because that takes genuine creativity to, to go there um, with this. But yes, the blue bags, which I think are widely hated and derided. I mean, I hate them. I don't want them. I don't like that. I, I have a lot of feelings about civilization and trash pickup. And I... When I describe, see, people around here don't realize, you know, they think that this is just like the way it is foreordained. But like when you describe this scenario to people who aren't from here and you say to them, we have to buy special bags and we have to take our shit to the dump ourselves. They're like, what, what, yeah. Barbara, like, what, I mean, that, th- this is what people are like, you're getting scammed, you know, like, right. and again, no offense. I know the town isn't scamming anybody, but what the hell? Um, usually it's one or the other, like either you have, you know, um, special bags, but, but, um, the, spe- the cost of the special bags is, is used to defray some of the town's costs in your curbside pickup or, you know, as it is in like Wilton, like with like the, the temple Wilton dump, you know, you have to go to the dump, but you bring whatever, whatever goddamn bags you please, um, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I, I nobody... got eased into this because I lived, I, I moved to Francistown from, you know, a life of Southern trash pickup, assuming that was a normal thing. And, you know, and you lived in Boston, it's, a nor- it's a normal thing in, in, in everywhere in Massachusetts. This is a normal thing, by the way. Right. But then, but then when I moved to Peterborough and learned about the like added layer of bags, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's hard to take. It's hard to take. It's hard to take. And now, and now, and now they're changing the color. Another unsightly color sticking out the sides of my kitchen trash bin. God damn it. What is next? What is, I mean, at first, I have to say, when I saw this notice, it, like the picture that was chosen to represent this new color has like the seal of a city in Georgia, right? Who who uses? <laughs> and I was like, nice. I thought at nice. first we were going to get like Georgia seal track, like it was their waste oh, product. Yeah. But, oh, but know? it was just an example. It was just like a. I think it was just an example. I guess we'll find uh, out if they have yeah, that seal. Say, I, I want a seal from a different town. That would be so funny. Yeah, I, I wanted that too. And I was like, well, that'll be kind of funny. But I don't know. I mean, I already, so uh, James, our friend James Kreutz was, was the first one to make the joke about the, the limited edition bags, you know? And I, my response to that was, <laughs> I, I hope that the, you know, somebody saves at least one for the Monadnock Center for History and Culture. And, and Roxanne chimed right in and was like, send it my way. So I'm not kidding. I am my first batch of yellow bags. I'm tearing the first one off. Roxanne, that's for you. That's for the archives. Perfect. They should they should have called them. They should have like branded it as like for the holidays, limited edition gold bags, just to see how people would react. You know. Yep. <laughs> yep. Then they probably uh, would have just assumed they were spending money. You know. Honestly, well, you know, I mean, there is, you know, and I and I do think that the folks who 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 put out the Peterborough communications on social media do a very good job and they have, they have to have tough, thick skin and good spirits because people are always going to jump on them. But like, you know, um, we should always be trying to improve and to do better. And I would say we could take a look at like, like say the Marlboro, New Hampshire police department 
Um, which for a police, if those of you don't know, for a police department page, they post funny shit kind of a lot. Um, they're very funny people oh. over at the, the Marlboro Police Department for some reason. Um, we could do that too. Um, there's no reason that, that we can't make jokes, especially in today's climate and with everyone's going to get mad. Guys, you know, 2020, no rules didn't end. You know, 2021, 2021 no laws. Bless you. We don't have to, um, the town doesn't have to act all like stuffy. Yes, this is the story. Town of Peterborough will be replacing the blue bags with the yellow bags. We apologize for the inconvenience. No, I mean, you really could. Limited edition gold bags brought to you by the global supply chain shortage. You know, I mean, there's ways to make it fun. Um, just saying. I don't know. You can. I'm. I'm for hire. You know, very, very. I'll, I'll do. I'll do a part-time social media consultancy for a very low rate. Um, offers out well, there. That was my idea, though. What? Yeah, you sorry. Can, you can hire Zoe. You can hire, no, you can hire Zoe if you want. If not, no, totally, totally. Yeah. No, for real. I don't mean. This. I'm not trying to steal it. I'm not trying to steal your thing. Um, it is a good segue, though, to a different consultancy that I offer every year and um you know so far <laughs> i haven't had any takers but people are still complaining so the need is clearly still there but that is to say and this is to segue us into the the thanksgiving portion of the episode um every year i see a great many people filled with hand-wringing and consternation about the holidays I actually mentioned this last week, actually. This isn't new news to, to regular listeners. Um, a lot of times they're parents, which is really mystifying to me because, like, in my adult life, I didn't even really like Christmas that much until I became a parent. And then I was like, holy fuck, this is just as good as being a kid, you know? But they're all like, ah, oh, the holidays is so stressful. We have to, like, do things with other people. And they, people give us presents and it's consumerist and I have to get things for other people and there's just too much stuff. Everybody forgot about Marie Kondo like two years ago. How am I supposed to throw <laughs> my shit away? Oh my God. Yeah. There's all this stuff. Oh my God. Oh, it's insufferable. It's insufferable. No, holidays are supposed to be fun. They're like a treat that everybody deserves after a year, especially a difficult year. Please. Oh my God. First of all, if things are really that much of a drag, cut them out. Don't, don't do the things that are a drag. If you think that all extra holiday, like socialization and expectations are a drag, then the problem is you, you know, adjust yourself, you know, um, because they're not a drag they're awesome you should like getting together with other people you should like giving people presents you should like getting presents um i'm just trying to help you be like a balance a well balanced healthy person um these are things all well health people should like um getting together with people that you love buying them presents or making them presents or doing things for them yes it doesn't have to be um you know, and the, the consumerism complaint is the most hilarious thing in the world because it is so easy to give thoughtful gifts to people that you like without them being junk um, or just like things that I don't, things that they don't need. No, no, no. Everyone you know, including yourself, likes certain things and could use more of them. And your job as like a good friend or family member is to like figure out what those things are and like help them get it. And that's a joyful thing. Like that's like pleasurable and like for everybody involved. I don't know why I have to teach people this, but apparently I do. So um, here's the deal is that I've always offered that like for like 50 bucks, people can hire me for the whole season to like help you with these things and to like insert things in your season that will like make you kicking and screaming have fun in some way or like teach you like why like giving people that you like things that will make them smile is good and not like western decadence or whatever you think it is you know um why receiving things is okay to smile and not something to feel guilty about um or privileged or whatever um i don't know i am here to help i'm i'm here to help i can even tell you what kind of coat to wear um but even if you don't want to hire me directly, we here at Go Monadnock 
are going to be doing this whole, we call it, we keep calling it a holiday guide, but really what it is, is like a holiday stream of information. It's a holiday section on the website that's going to cover everything from how to do your holidays in such a way that will enrich your life to specific things like where you should shop, you know, um, what, when is the Irish Christmas thing? Um, you know, um, what are there Slavic Christmas things? No, I'm just kidding. I think we only do Irish Christmas things around here, but, um, you know, that's a joke, but, um, it's true, I think too, but, um, you know, in all seriousness, what what if, what holiday themed events are available to us? What are the shopping events like? What where are the people going to be at? What's you know, the whole gamut. Even too, in comparison to our Halloween guide, what are the best Christmas specials? What are the best Christmas books? Zoe's got this whole thing planned out that I apparently told her was a bad idea a different year. I apologize. <laughs> it's a great idea. We're going to do it. Um, sometimes I'm wrong. Uh, this is one of those times. You know, it's a great, it's a fantastic idea. Um, she's going to put it together for everybody. This is also an open call to everyone out there. If you want to write something for this, that's most welcome. But even if you just want to inform us about your, your event, your product, your Christmas um, dance that you do, whatever it might be, we're here to put that in our stuff. And if you really want it like broadcasted everywhere, we have sponsorships of this guide available for you. Um, so all this to say, we can't get this out in advance of Thanksgiving. This weekend is, is it, is it the holiday? It is the holiday stroll in Peterborough, correct? Yes. Yes. And I believe that there are even like, um, the following weekend is like the Peter or no, not the following weekend. Um, two weekends from now is it's like the Peterborough holiday, something else. It's the one that like but the. The children of the arts people yeah, are doing. The ho hometown holiday. Hometown holiday. So those are different weeks. We will get the hometown holiday covered in time because we're aiming for this to launch around the first of the month. The holiday stroll, we won't get. Thanksgiving, we won't get. But we're going to talk about those things now. One of the, and I'll just, I'll just say one more thing before we just talk about Thanksgiving generally. And that is to say that like everything else today, Thanksgiving, for some reason, especially for people around here, is something that is fraught with feelings of guilt and complexity. Um, you don't have to feel those things. Um, I'm, I'm here to absolve you of them <laughs> completely. You are, you are freed of them, okay? The Thanksgiving, especially in difficult times that we're having, is not the time for you to mourn or to atone for the perceived sins of your ancestors. Okay. Like Abraham Lincoln knew what he was doing when he made this holiday, which is to say it is a time to gather with people, especially in difficult years of like bitterness and consternation because you deserve it because we're grateful because we're glad that we're still alive we're glad that we still have each other. We're glad that we can eat. We are grateful for these things. You, you have a responsibility to gratitude, I believe, in this regard, that far outstrips any responsibility you may have to guilt or, you know, his, historical wrangling. Don't worry about that. If you don't like that part of the holiday, don't think about it. Don't talk about the pilgrims if you don't like it. You know, you don't have to do that. Just like if you're, you know, if you don't like being cheesy, you don't have to go around the table and say what you're thankful for. You know, you don't have to do anything. You do have to give thanks. You have to gather, give thanks and eat. And we all should do that. We've got a duty to do that. Um, and I say that as someone who like growing up had no great love for Thanksgiving because I don't really like turkey or the traditional meals of it. I don't know about you guys, but. Yeah, I I'm, I'm, didn't eat turkey for... Turkey was like the last meat that I ate before I was vegetarian for 20 plus years. Well, no wonder. Right. It explains a lot, doesn't it? Um, I don't think I'll ever return to eating turkey. I don't feel the need to do that. I got a duck. I did a duck last year and it was great. And I got another duck. So we'll do duck. Good for you. Duck is a way better meat than turkey. 
way. Yeah, they're the way better me. It's true. Yeah. I like and then that. you don't have like this giant, I don't know, just tur- mm-hmm. turkey's just so, I don't know, just seems crazy to cook a giant turkey. Who wants that? They're, they're big. I do enjoy and turkey. I, I know. And a lot of people do. And I, I, I am in a borderline irrational hater of poultry, you know, um, I don't really, this is one thing I I'm with Abraham Lincoln and all, I don't really get why <laughs> for, for our big, awesome Thanksgiving feast holiday, why we have to eat like this crappy meat. Like, you know, I mean, like we have beef, like we got beef, we got pig, we got beef, we got pig. Come on guys. Like it's just, if we have those things and if this is like the feast, what are we saving the pig and the beef for? You know what I mean? Like what? Come on. Like, is it, is it um, a callback to like wild turkey of, of yore? Or like, I, what is the history of this? Well, here, yeah. I mean, I think in theory, sure. Um, because they do say um, that like the meal of Thanksgiving, it, there were some wild turkeys at it. Um, there was a, a ton of, of like, Yes, the, the Native Americans, the Wampanoags brought like six full deer or something like that. Yeah. Um, and there was a ton of shellfish. So yes. lobsters, mussels, clams, things like that. Um, Oysters. But, yeah. So here's the thing. So here's my thing, though, right? All of those things that we just named are better than turkey. Venison is better than turkey. For sure. Lobster is way better than turkey. Oysters, mussels, clams, all of these things way better than turkey and yet the only element of this like mythical meal that we retain is the turkey you know Mm. it it is weird i mean i am i'm having oysters we we do oysters for thanksgiving good good for you sort of newish tradition i guess my brother-in-law started it i'm gonna continue we're we are italian and, you know, this is probably news to most of the people listening to this because, like, this no one around here whose last name ends with a vowel. But, like, um, Italian people on holidays, no matter what it is, like, we have, like, the American food for that holiday and a bunch of Italian food. So there's just, like, always going to be a standard of, like, some kind of pasta, like ravioli, baked ziti, lasagna, something like that with, like, a sauce and sausages and meatballs and all that stuff. That's like every holiday has that no matter what. So we will have a turkey and that. And my special addition to Thanksgiving every year is this like wonderful antipasto platter. And I should also clarify because, again, people around here don't, their last names don't end with a vowel. Antipasto is not a salad. It isn't ever a salad. I know you can order it at like pizza places and it's a salad. that straight up is not what antipasto is. It's never a salad. There's no, there's no vegetables involved other than like artichoke hearts and olives and like garlics and shit like that. Like no like sal. I don't know. Don't. That's not. That's not what it is. But like you got to get meat. And now, now this year, I'm aware thanks to our friends the hips who we're trying to we're trying to make into the voices of temple. Um, dragging them, kicking and screaming. Um, they, uh, Jeff was kind enough to uh, clue me into the Flying Butcher in Amherst. Um, phenomenal Italian-owned um, butcher in Delhi with wicked good cold cuts. I mean, they've got, they got the real gabagool. Um, so my family's going to have the real shit this year because now I know about this place. Um, right on 101A where um, we can get like real uh, proper Italian meats, but like, yeah, you roll them up and like, I make it all pretty and like put all the vegetables in the middle. And like, there's like hunks of mozzarella, like fresh mozzarella, like all that all throughout it. It's great. So I just fill up on cold cuts on Thanksgiving. And then when, when the Turkey comes, I take some of the dark meat um, because it does taste the best. And just to say I did it, you know, and then, and then we go on. But I don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not even like a big pie eater or anything. Like, I like the sentiment behind the holiday, but not a lot of the traditional food. I I do I do really like Thanksgiving food, but I like I like my Southern Thanksgiving food that like nobody else really wants. You know. Mm. So like, well, what is that? 
I like my cornbread cornbread dressing, which I guess Yankees call stuffing, but it's not stuffing okay. if it's not in the bird. Like a pan of it is called dressing in the South. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's only stuffing if it's like in a thing, but no one does right. that because it's not safe, right? Um, so corn cornbread How dressing with like do it. What? People do stuff it. Oh. I've never actually had a like Oh, yeah. oh, I would say most people do in some like mo- what what I've seen is that like it's more of a laziness thing than a safety thing. Like it's just a pain in the ass to do. But like, I don't know. I would say like most Thanksgiving meals I've been at, like they stuff a small amount of the stuffing in the turkey. And but they also make some stuffing, which you okay. would call dressing on the side right. as well. Right. Yeah. If it's on the side, it like becomes dressing and like it green bean casserole. Dressing. Like I feel like that's pretty I like good. green bean casserole. You like green bean casserole? I I don't know why. I shouldn't like that. It's like not a thing that I should like based on the ingredients and things I like. But for whatever reason, I like the crispy onions. I mean, that's that's probably what gets me. Those those French's onions are good. Yeah. But we're having a sad Thanksgiving because it's just our family. Like last year, there were some other orphans and we kind of like had a a Friendsgiving that was really fun. Um. But this this year it's Kurt's family holiday and they're not doing it again. And we don't have a Friendsgiving to go to because everyone else's family like went back to normal this year. I know it's my it's yeah I feel bad. So <laughs> it's not it's we, not we your left, fault. We like, left you as the only orphan this well, year. You, you should be with your family. I'll I'll I cry know, about yeah. your maybe I'm no I'm not even going to try to like recreate your antipasto. It's like a work of art. I'll just think about it. Um. Well, if I have extra. Which I always do. I'm sure right, I can I'll, make up I'll a little mini plate. Eat off your scraps. <laughs> <laughs> they're good scraps. They are good scraps, and they're going to be really good scraps this year with the with the flying butcher shit. Yeah, but so I but I'm t- I'm like you know cook a whole Thanksgiving meal for four people seems a little bit sad. So I'm not yeah. I'm not going to do like the cornbread dressing that no one else will eat and the green bean casserole that no one else will eat. So just what about you, Sam? What are you What are you guys doing? My wife's um, uncle, they have the whole, her whole family comes up and goes there from, uh, a lot of them live northern New Hampshire, kind of lakes region. And so most, most of them don't travel terribly far, but her folks will come up from North Carolina and her, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law will come up from Connecticut and uh, we all get together at her uncle's house in Canterbury and uh, they cook like loads and loads of food and it's like a 20 25 person ordeal it's a shitload nice. of fun i grew up in big yeah, that's a cool. pretty big big family like that where i had 50 cousins and you know my father had seven siblings so we would all have wow. big big meals and big parties like that for holidays and that all stopped at a certain point in my life and i'm an only child and so i mean we have a few kids now and shit but to, to go and have a big kind of family Thing like that I, I we did it the first time two years ago i went up there and when i reflected on my year that was like one of the things that i was like that was a really cool experience like i want to make sure that we do that you know what i mean yeah. um that's awesome so yeah i'm really thrilled I, I look forward to it every year we usually stay up there for the night and then come back friday but well sam everybody if if, if this were part of our holiday guide i would be using sam as an example of somebody who's doing the holiday correctly not that it's Zoe's fault that she's not, but that's Sam is Sam is who I would hold up to say. It's not Zoe's I fault mean, she's an orphan. It's my fault. But the, the um, yes, the, um you, can't, you canceled Kurt's family's Thanksgiving. You called him up. And I like, ruined it. I ruined it for you. Um, the um, but but that that's the right sentiment though. Sam is get as many people together as you can and cook as much food as you can, um, because we deserve feasts. We we need that in life and society and all that stuff. And I'm even like, personally, um, like this is like a time of year. I was saying before we got on the air that like, I, I tend to start off September, like really fresh and like all good. And like, I drive forward into the fall and like, do like a pretty good job for a while. And by this time of the year, I'm like frazzled and fried and exhausted. And that's where I'm at again this year. And I'm trying to be conscious of that and to correct it so that I don't like, end up in like a permanent three month burnout for the winter, like commonly happens, you know, but part of that is being able to say, Oh shit, we've got a holiday week approaching next week. I need to change my mindset to one of like 
relaxation and celebration. Like I need to let some things go. I need to like let some burdens off my shoulder. Like I need to get loose. And, um, and that, that is something that I'm working on in my private time to prep for next week because I want to be able to fully, it's like a give and take thing, right? Like you have to show up at Thanksgiving with the right mindset in, in, in order to then get the gifts of Thanksgiving given mm. back to you. You know what I mean? Like you, you have to be chill and open and, and ready for the holiday. And then if you do that and you go into it with good faith, you get, you get something back, I think, from that. Even if you're, an, even if it's an orphan Thanksgiving, I still think that's possible. Oh yeah, I I love Thanksgiving. I've ha- it's not my first. You guys will have a great time. I know. I know you guys will Absolutely. have fun. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I like I like Thanksgiving. And that's the key, and that and that's the the secret, not the secret, but that that that's like the core of my consultancy that no one will pay for, and that I'll give away for free in the holiday guide. Which is to say, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Like what, like like I truly believe that like. Some people definitely, when it comes to the holidays, have much more favorable circumstances than other people. You have a leg up. You have a you have a head start. It's easier for you to have a good time. But that doesn't mean that if you don't have that leg up, you don't have all those things, that you can't have a good time and that you don't have a responsibility to try. And I'm here to tell you how. Probably for free. But if you want to pay me, I'll work with you one-on-one. I'll be honest. One of my one of my favorite Thanksgiving memories. I don't really know. Like, uh, there's nothing to it. It's just I lived alone in Portland, Oregon. I was probably like 20 or 21, and like couldn't travel back to my parents' house for Thanksgiving and then for Christmas. So, like, I picked Christmas. It's you know, it's a month away, and so I remember like, and my and my uh, partner at the time had to work. So I was like alone on Thanksgiving, and Mm, I probably ate like a tofurkey sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> this is vegetarian <laughs> times uh, with like a slice of canned cranberry sauce on it. But that was, but I still have like a really positive memory of that. There's nothing more to it. Just, you know, I yeah. like Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can do whatever. All you can do is like the best you can with what you have at your disposal. And that's different for everybody, but it doesn't mean that you, you give up and, and succumb to misery. It's very important. It's very important. Um, but also, uh, we've, we've run an hour. I think this is a good time to wrap up the episode. Um, I want to say um, to everyone listening that we wish you and yours a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Please enjoy the weekend. We are going to take next week off. We all have enough plans, even Zoe, next week um, that recording is, is just not um, really in the cards. So that kind of... Uh, the 50-50 week that's like half November, half December, um, you won't hear from us on the podcast. You will see the launch of the holiday guide around midweek that week. And we will return the following week to give you updates on the guide, to um, give you some great, um, you know, an, another great sponsored spot for Brandy Patterson and her um, excellent um, open studio that's coming, um, all that. So we'll be back, but please have a great week. Have a great week without us. Um, please reach out to us if you either want to come on the program for any reason, you have things that you think we need to cover, or especially if you would like to contribute um, or, or give us some leads for the holiday guide, things that we need to put in there. Um, but please reach out to us. All the contact info, as always, will be in the show notes for the episode. Um, also want to give a, a shout out and a big thanks to our sound lord and producer, Chad Patterson, at studio117.net, not.com. Uh, Check out Studio117.net for all of your mixing, recording, and general sound lordy needs. But please, go out there, have a good time, have a great Thanksgiving. Until we meet again, keep your ear to the grindstone and take good advice. Bye.